Okay, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday, the 18th of September, 2018. <laughs> um, what first? All right, I'm at my friend's place, uh, Milo and Emma, uh, in, in, in Whitechapel in London. I've got a tea, a lovely tea. Just had breakfast. Um, <coughs> these guys got a cat. Uh, a little kitten. It's a Burmese, I guess. That's the word that I've heard thrown around. Uh, bandied about the place like a bit of licorice. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does the word bandied mean? Let me look up. Bandy. To bandy. Bandied? Bandied about. To bandy. To pass on or discuss an idea or rumour in a casual or uninformed way. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me just be B A N D Y. That's funny. I've never used that. I've never heard that used in a in like you know. Oh, I'm just gonna bandy about a little bit. Um. So these guys got a yeah. These guys got a little Burmese kitten. <coughs> He's like what fucking eleven weeks old or some shit, and um, they were really excited. They got him on Friday, and he will not stop meowing like all day uh, I got back here yesterday from Barcelona and they said all weekend like all night he'd just been going absolutely bunter absolutely bloody burko um, he won't shut the fuck up and uh, they literally just decided like half an hour ago that he that he needs to go back and that they can't keep him which is so rough man like it wasn't a decision that was taken lightly but, uh, I don't know, man. Is anyone cat people in, like, listening? Do you know how to fucking fix that shit? It was, like, I was trying to be, like, oh, it's alright, you know, I'm a positive boy. I can deal with this. Um, I was sleeping on the couch, first of all, rather than in the spare room, because the spare room's his room. So I've been, like, ousted to the couch by a fucking 11-month-old, uh, 11-week-old kitten. But I, that's fine, I'll sleep on the couch. <coughs> But, like, yeah, you just, it's constant. It's like, meow, 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 meow. And when it doesn't, like, get any attention, he'll go louder. Meow. And more forceful until, like, I mean, you can just not pay attention to him and he just keeps doing it. And, like, you know, for the first, when I got back here, I got back here, like, just before dinner time. And then um, we went for a shop to Sainsbury's, got some groceries. And then uh, I could see, like, Emma was cooking, and uh, and the cat was just meowing, and I could see it, like, grinding her down, you know? Just, uh, oh, what? What do you want? What do you fucking want? What? And I even looked it up, like, apparently cats uh, meow to communicate with humans. Like, they don't even do that to each other. So it's not like a thing that he does. It's not a thing that he just does. He's trying to communicate something to us, and we don't know what it is. He's got, like, oh, a bunch of toys. He's got food. He's got water. He's got a litter tray. And there are no cats around here. Like, maybe he doesn't have any friends. Maybe he's lonely or, like, disoriented, probably. 11 weeks old, thrown into a completely new environment, away from his family. That's tough. 
but at some point you've got to be like, well, is this getting any better? And like at night, it wasn't that bad. It like got, he kind of chilled out a bit last night. And then in the morning, he woke up and just started fucking going crazy again. And they're like, yeah, no, nah, this is the decision that we're going to make. We've got we to fuck him off. I was envisioning before, like, this is, I don't know why this came into my head, but I was like, what would cause, like, would a, he's meowing so much, it's like something really traumatic has happened, and I think my thought process was like, what could you do to a cat to, (laughs) to make it meow all the time, and I just had this vision of like, a mother cat with its five little kittens and if you just like crushed them in front of her when she start crying that's fucking awful like why did i imagine that i don't know even what i i'm imagining some people switching the podcast off now that's enough the image of crushing five small little skinless kittens next to their mother she'd probably meow for less time than this little kitten has though oh god i'm in a am i in a weird place I mean, that's not a good thought that I had. I was in the in the kitchen before lying on the fucking couch where I slept and the cat was meowing and I imagined that. It wasn't like I want to kill this kitten, but it was like what other awful thing would make a cat meow in the similar fashion to this one? Because it's so much, man. Um, last night... I don't know, I mean, just let's keep in with the theme of things that I probably shouldn't be talking about. Last night I went and saw Alex Edelman's um, show at the Soho Theatre. And, uh, I mean, this motherfucker got 14 five-star reviews in Edinburgh. And, like, granted, some of them are probably from, like, Dave's comedy review blog, you know. (laughs) Andy writes or fucking whatever some bullshit publications that is just it's just like a dude with a blog, but uh, some of them are from the Guardian and and like big you know, the Scotsman, the Skinny, whatever. Um, he was the most well reviewed act at this year's Edinburgh Fringe, and he was nominated for the main award. Like he's not fucking around, you know. People love him, and so I was so excited to go and see his show. So theatre, the great theatre, and. Um, it was like sold out or close to, and I fucking hated it. Like I hated it so much. It was like the show. Look, the jokes were good. Oh, I haven't made myself laugh yet. That's worrying. I think this cat thing has really put me in a fucking bum ass mood. You know. <sighs> Just chill. Just relax. I've been trying to... I want to talk about Alex Edelman's thing in a bit. I've been trying to... uh, I did a bit of meditation on the plane yesterday. Got this meditation app, Headspace. And... uh, I think it's a good judge of how I'm, like, feeling energy-wise. That, like, sometimes when I meditate, I can stay awake and and it's good and I can, you know, keep my thought process or whatever going and like like keep my mind sharp during the meditation but yesterday on the plane sitting in like a plane seat on the flight uh during a five minute meditation i fell asleep i was so tired (sighs) and i've I've not had the greatest sleep last night as well because i woke up to this fucking cat in the fucking kitchen meowing its 
fucking cunt off. Yeah, Alex Edelman last night. Man, the jokes were there. The jokes were good. The rest of the audience loved it. Um, the structure of the show was sound. But I from like five minutes into when he got on, I knew I was going to hate the whole thing. Like, he just had this self-congratulatory tone throughout that was like smarmy and... Like, it made my fucking skin crawl, honestly, to watch him on stage. Um, it really made me worry, like, am I like that? Do I do that? Like, he was going for these big kind of emotional notes in the performance, you know? Like, uh, like it was about... The main through line for the show was about how he was... Um, at, uh, some Nazi on Twitter was like, if you're not ashamed of your white skin, come to this, and it's like a Nazi meeting, Right? And he went, and he's Jewish, and he went, and um, then it talks about the whole thing. And there was this, there was this part about forty minutes in where he talks about how um, how it's like braver to be right wing people because left wing people, um, everyone agrees with them, but they're right, but right wing people are wrong, and they say things that are wrong, and that's brave, and it's like you know they don't think they're wrong, right? Like, that's the whole thing. And he didn't offer any arguments as to why they were wrong. He just went, you know, gay people should be able to get married because, duh. And everyone in the audience went, yay. And look, I think gay people should be able to get married, of course. But the fact that he wasn't able to offer up any arguments for it, it's just, it's like fucking preaching to the choir, dude. And it's like, of course they're going to love it. But if you said that to some right-wing people, that wouldn't make sense to them. So you're not calling them brave in an empowering way to them. And he was acting like he was taking some sort of stand, like, you know, they are actually brave. And it's like, no, we all know that you're being, like, condescending and, and uh, like, facetious in saying that. You don't actually think they're brave. You think they're stupid, and you're saying they're stupid. And it just doesn't fucking wash with me, man. It's not enough. You don't get kudos from me for fucking taking some pretend stance on something that you don't actually believe. And the whole, that was it. The whole performance, it felt like he didn't fucking believe the things that he was saying. And half of those stories weren't true. Like calling up his bank and having, the bit was like he's, he banks with a small, a really small bank in uh, <clears throat> in Boston that he, he's known like all of the people there since he was nine. And he called them up because they said, what was it? He bought a ticket to a Calvin Harris concert and they flagged it as fraud. And then he called them up and he was like, it's not fraud, I'm going to Calvin Harris. And the lady was like, you don't like Calvin Harris. And there was a back and forth where she was like, no, you don't like Calvin Harris. And he was like, no, I do. I bought those tickets. And she was like, well, maybe you're the fraud and hung up. And it's like, no, that didn't happen, mate. Like that actually didn't happen. Bank People at the bank aren't allowed, literally aren't allowed to talk to you like that. And it felt like every conversation he was having, it was like, oh, isn't that convenient, Alex, that every fucking, every conversation you have with someone <laughs> ends in them saying a punchline, a perfectly crafted punchline. I've, I would go as far as to say that fucking over half of the stuff that he says in that show didn't fucking happen the way that he said it did, but he's saying that it does. And it's not like a Dave Chappelle thing where he presents fantastical things straight down the line as if they did happen, but you know that there was never really a baby on a street corner selling weed. No, it's, it's like... Or like when he meets Prince William, 
and uh, he goes, tell me really, Prince William, do you really like coming to these awards shows? And Prince William leans over and whispers to him, oh, it's better than a hospital visit. Ha 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 What a perfect punchline that Prince William never fucking said to you. Oh, God, it was... I fucking... It was pathetic. I hated it. I fucking hated it. And you know what? I wanted to like it. I went in there going, this is Alex Edelman. I saw him three years ago do a preview in, in London, and I liked it. It was great. It was so funny. He had a bit about, uh, what, uh, pretending to be deaf on a train so that he didn't have to give money to a homeless person or some shit like that. And it was great. And I was really looking forward to another good show. Ugh. I don't know, man. But that was the thing, is I, I ranted to my friends about it in a group chat, and then immediately I was like, am I like that, though? I didn't have the balls to even ask them flat out. I just kind of said it rhetorically. Like, I really hope I'm not like that, you know? Thinking so highly of myself. And... Just... I don't know, fair play to him, like he's, you know, got a good show, people like, and people fucking lapped it up, but I, it made me so upset. <laughs> I didn't have uh, any reception on my phone in the tube on the way back to Whitechapel, and for some reason my phone was fucking up the other day, so it cleared all of my stored songs on, on Spotify, so I had nothing to listen to, and I couldn't scroll Facebook, and I wasn't carrying a book or anything on me, so I just had to sit on the train, and... It felt like coming out of a, felt like coming away from um, like watching watching my fucking team Tottenham. It felt like watching Tottenham lose. You know, I was that like, it was the same kind of bummed feeling of just like, oh man, that's really depressed me and kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say ruined my evening because it was fine, but uh, it just bummed me out to see that. You know to. I don't know, I didn't really care that everyone else liked it. I wasn't sitting there seething, going, you guys don't understand. But every single time he said something that I was just, that I just knew, like, oh, here's another predictable punchline coming that's going to pander to the audience's politics. I fucking, at one point, I had my head in my hands, that's right. Because he went, he was saying something about the Nazi meeting, and he was going, you know, people talk like they're the same as us, but they're not the same as us. They're different and they're worse. And it's like, these people are fucking outliers, man. He was almost preaching the same level of divisive hatred as Donald Trump, who's the person that he fucking hates so much. Donald Trump's trying to split people apart. That's exactly what he was doing. They're not the same as us. We need to, we need to, we need to what, Alex? Fucking set them aside in different parts of society and kill them? He was like, people act like you just need to have a dialogue with them. It's like, Dude, you're in a fucking uh, meeting of Nazis with 20 people in New York in some hidden basement. I'm pretty sure they're a fucking outlying group. I don't think that represents a large segment of society, you fucking piece of shit. God, it was so easy. It was so fucking easy and lazy, boring fucking half comedy, not funny. You're shit, Alex Edelman. You're fucking, you're shit. You actually suck. Oh, it doesn't even feel good. It doesn't even feel good to get angry about. I've got to stop. Oh. This is uncomfortable this week. This is uncomfortable. Shout out to uh, Matt. Shout out to Matt Laps Lapsley. Um. 
fuck. I got a really lovely message. I promise you, I'm not. I've not had a bad week, man. I've not. I um. I got a really lovely message off a guy who said that he had just finished listening to all of these, um, all of the episodes of Sitting Under a Tree. How fucking cool is that? Even the first ones from back in, when, like, November when I was recording into my fucking phone on a train platform in Berlin, being all sad because the girl that I'd come to Europe to hang out with didn't want to see me. Uh, apparently he listened to those. Um... Yeah, he like saw me saw me at a show in Melbourne, and then uh, thanks for listening, man. Thank you, Matt, for listening to all these fucking episodes. I really hope this one isn't bumming you out the way it's bumming me out right now. Um, I fucking if anyone else has been listening and just has anything to say, hit me up, man. Honestly, so t- tell me something. My oh fucking Maxi boy, number one fan, Max Owen, loving you, mate. Always hitting me up. Tell what did you say the other week? He was talking about how I was I was saying that I fucking hate people smoking weed and that I think it's shit and you're a dumb cunt if you smoke weed. And he was listening to that on the train, um, and then realised as he was listening to it that he at that moment was high, <laughs> and started laughing uncontrollably to himself on the train. I love hearing that kind of shit. Thank you for writing that in, bro. Much appreciated. Um, I want to let me talk about some music. Maybe that'll cheer me up. I was I was telling you guys last week. I was on the way uh, on Wednesday to um, to see fucking the uh, orchestral rendition of the College Dropout by Kanye West at XOYO in London. Fuck, that was a good show, man. That was a fantastic show. Um, I've had. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good. That's a good like recommendation. We don't care, you know that song. Drug dealing just to get by. Stack your money till it gets sky high. Wasn't supposed to make it past twenty five. Jokes on you, we still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky and say we don't care what people say. Fuck, that was a great show. Um, and two words, that's a fucking huge track as well. Man, just go listen to The College Dropout. If you love it, listen to it again. If you haven't listened to it, what are you doing, man? That is an absolute classic. I always get confused between the first and the second album, College Dropout and Late Registration, because they're both, like, you know, amazing. Um, but College Dropout's the one with those two, and it's got, like, Through the Wire, School Spirit, um, oh, uh... Uh, uh, all falls down, man. I remember that song from like <laughs> my um my first girlfriend, Renee Cram. Um, when I was uh in year eleven and twelve, she was the year above, and we started dating when I was sixteen and she was seventeen. She was a prefect, and she was just. I've been thinking about this this week actually. What is it for some people that they just they go for that that life, man? Like I was scrolling through um. This girl I went to high school with married, like, an AFL footballer, you know? And she's, like, she's 20, so, like, I'm 27, so I guess she's probably 27. Um, and they just got married recently, and I was, like, her, she popped up on Instagram, and I went through her pictures, and, like, you know, all the people that she knows are getting married, and they're all, like, just the guys are, like, six-foot, square-jaw, barrel-chested dudes, and then the girls are, like, gorgeous, skinny, beautiful smiles, and they're all wearing dresses, and they all look amazing 
and uh, it's like you know the people who the fucking Gatsby invites to his party at the Great Gatsby. All these like high society types, and they're living their their perfect lives, marriage, and looking forward to kids, and they all work in jobs. Like I mean, this guy's a football player, but uh, the other pe- like their mates are like real estate people or in finance, and it's just like who? What is it in some people? that leads them towards that life because i a part of me would love to have that kind of life you know the stability of it but there's no way that i i don't even know if i even made a decision to make that my life i don't know how i would go about it or where i would go like i dated renee she has that life as well by the looks they're like the similar the same kind of people you know and uh i dated her and her mum fucking hated me. Her mum hated me so much. She said I had a chip on my shoulder because I didn't know how to navigate that world. Those people, like, I just, I'd not been. Maybe it's the way that you're raised because I'd not been raised like that, man. And that was the kind of that. There was like a big fork in the road for me there, man. I think when uh, when she broke up with me, I could have started dating another girl, like of a similar kind of ilk. Or I could, I remember there was a moment when we broke up where it was like, I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I told her, I was like, oh, I might see this girl. Or I like hooked up with this girl and she was like, oh yeah, she's nice. And it was almost like she was going like, yeah, you should go for her. If you want to stay in our club, you should, that's the next person that you should date and you'll be still welcome in our, in our, at our events, you know? Maybe that's me being cynical, and I mean, she definitely wouldn't have known that that was the way that I was going to interpret it, or she wasn't trying to actually say that to me with an intentional subtext, but that's what it felt like, you know? It was like, I give that person the blessing of my community. But anyway, what I was going to say was I used to go to, when me and Renee dated, I used to go to parties with, not parties, but like, you know, pre-drinks or whatever, with um, her and her friends, and her best friend also fucking hated me as well by the end. Um... And I was like real out of place. I would get along well enough with the guys, but most of the girls really kind of steer clear of me. And uh, I remember, like, I didn't have an iPod, but someone had an iPod at one of those parts. Like, there was a place that we used to often go to, and I could almost always be found sitting on the stairs by myself, playing the handful of songs on whoever's iPod it was that I knew. And one of them was all falls down. Right? <laughs> and I would sit on the stairs, like rapping all the lyrics to try and impress, to try and be like, hey guys, look, I know the lyrics to this song. Does that impress anyone? And they were all like, no, not really. <laughs> you sit there by yourself, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, I always felt so out of place at those fucking things. And so, yeah, some of those guys, man, we fucking hung out or whatever, but I just. I, it was always, even at the time, I was, like, trying to kid myself into thinking, like, oh, I'm just, you know, this is my spot in this social system, is to be the guy sitting on the stairs rapping fucking Kanye. Uh, little did I know they were <laughs> just kind of waiting for me to be gone. I don't know. Um, yeah, that was what I thought of, man, when I was singing that song. I was like, fuck, remember that shit? I wish I could, I don't know. I have no idea how I would go about getting that life, man. And a part of me is, you know, there's like, 
Okay, <clears throat> the people like me, if you're like me, you're probably sitting there listening to me say this, going, dude, you don't want that. You don't want that life. Those people aren't happy. And wouldn't that be so convenient for us if, they, if, they're, if they're not happy, you know? But who's to say that they're not? They probably are. They're probably super happy. They got their person that they're in love with. Yeah, their day is full of day-to-day trials, but like, you know, they probably have little fights. Oh, don't leave the butter out. Oh, I like leaving it out because then it gets softer. No, don't leave it out. If you leave it out, it goes soft and then there'll be ants. The ants will come to the board. Why leave it out though? It's too hard if I leave it in the fridge. It gets all hard. And then, oh, all right, we'll leave it out, but we'll put it over, a cover over it. Oh, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and then they, and then they fuck for three to seven minutes. <laughs> go go back to watching the prices right. <laughs> or fucking I could, what was I trying to think of? Not the prices right. Um some cunt reality show, you know? Or like like Love Island. Love Island trying to uh, arguing over which of the two girls deserves the 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 bigger guy that guy he's he's only six one she deserves the six four guy that six one guy he's too short no he's too short he's not too short he's got he's got heart that that guy's got heart I don't like I don't know I just don't trust him short people are weird oh man I don't know it's not like I'm unhappy I'm very happy in my life I think day to day. Although you wouldn't know it from listening to this pod this week. Full of bitterness and hatred. <laughs> just cussed out Alex Edelman for like fucking five minutes. God damn it. What do I have against that dude? I have nothing. I've never met him. I've just heard people speak ill of him. Maybe my, uh, maybe I was ready to hate him by the time I went in. But that he should have made me like him. He should have been good enough to make me like him when I went in there and, you know... He really allowed me to hate him straight away. And it just wasn't... I didn't laugh once. I didn't genuinely laugh fucking once. I don't know, man. Fuck, I'm almost done here. I, um... Oh, this is something that's that's happy that's happened to me. Um, I can announce that uh, in June next year, I'll be going to Asia. I've got two weekends of dates lined up. I'm doing the Crack House Comedy Club in Malaysia on the 7th and 8th of June. And I'm doing uh, the fucking... The Merry Lion on the 14th and 15th. And uh, Comedy Masala on the 18th of June. Uh, those two are in Singapore. The first one's in Malaysia. And then after that, I'm looking into now booking a couple more weekends in India. Going through a few cities in India. Fuck, I can't wait to do that shit, man. I've been waiting for like two years, ever since my boy David Alfie Ward went over to the uh, to Asia, got booked to do some clubs over there the first time. Ever since I heard that that was a possibility for people at my level, I've been wanting to do it. And I put out a few feelers last year, but I didn't really get, um, didn't really get any responses. And then uh, this year. Jinx Yo, the amazing Jinx Yo. If you're ever in a town, if you ever see Jinx Yo's name on a lineup, go and see that fucking show, man. The dude is funny and he's got clout in Asia. I've been working with him for the last year, doing a bunch of shows. And um, he's always said, man, if you ever want to go to Asia, let me know. I'll hook you up. 
and uh, I finally pulled the trigger on that, and he's made good, man. Um, thank you so much to Jinx Yo. He's, yeah, I could not recommend him more. Um, so I'm so fucking excited about that, man. Um, but before that, I'm going back, actually. On Friday, I leave the UK. This is going to be my last podcast released in the UK for um, for another year. Going back on Friday, uh, land on Sunday in Melbourne, and then Monday, fly to Sydney um, to go hang out with, with my boy Blakey up in Sydney, doing our show in the, uh, in the fringe, <sighs> and then it's back to Melbourne, this trip is almost done, man, I guess I feel tired, I don't know, I really can't put my finger on why I fucking flipped out before, why I'm in such a bad mood, maybe it's the cat, sleep, I don't fucking know, man, maybe I'm just getting tired, I've had this idea next year that I'm gonna, because I, ca- I travel with two bags, I have like a big hiking bag full of clothes and shit, and then I have my other smaller bag that's just like a day bag. I think next year I might buy a bag somewhere in between the two sizes and just only try like a bag that's like small enough. It's like the maximum size that you can get into cabin luggage on a plane. So maybe even just like like a fucking like a half a foot taller than my current bag enough that I can get my laptop and, and clothes for like a week. I want three pairs of shoes. I still want three pairs of shoes, but like one jacket and then my suit jacket, one pair of pants, one pair of shorts, like a few t-shirts, a few button-ups and underpants and socks. That's it. That's my whole thing. And that's what I'm going to travel with next year, man. Because like next year, I'm going to be away from, from June all the way through to like now. Again, I don't have... Um, yeah, I can't be fucking lugging around two bags. It's so fucked, man. Whenever I move place, I'm like one in front, one behind. I feel like a fucking idiot. And it's just so long, man. I could definitely, after going to Barcelona last week, I went to Barcelona with just one bag and it was like, this is easily enough shit, you know? If I just have like really plain, like plain t-shirts and button-ups so that I can wash them. They don't get they don't get old too quick, like nice quality stuff that I can just wash every day after I use it. I guess I'll tell the last story and then I'll be done, you know, um, I went, uh, I, was <laughs> I had a pretty heavy time in Barcelona, actually, I, this, the gigs, by the way, oh man, thank you to everyone who, who had me on in Barcelona, Hush Hush was amazing, um, the Caves was good, um, uh, Imperfecto on the Thursday night was great, Atomic Comedy on Sunday was fantastic, those are all great shows, man, um, and on Saturday night after Hush Hush, uh, which was one of the best gigs I've done this year, again, for sure. Such a fun gig. People, the crowd was so up for it. And uh, after the gig, we went to a party in someone's apartment. The party got shut down by the cops. Like, what are we, fucking 18? Um, and it was just as someone had uh, had ordered some Coke. So, uh, did like a couple lines of Coke in this bedroom and then fucking... Uh, we split from that place, uh, I went with some other mates to a, another apartment, kind of hung out there, didn't have any coke there, but just hung out there until about four or five, and then when the vibe was dropping from there, I was like, I want to go home, got outside, and was like, I don't want to go home yet, so I called the first people, the coke people, went back to the place that had been busted up by the cops, and <laughs> sat there with them doing coke until like nine in the morning, 
Oh, lost my wallet as well. My wallet was at my friend's place. I didn't get that back to the next day. My phone kept like turning off by itself. It was like my phone knew that I was doing coke and was like, you need to go home, man. It was sending me like little fucking beacons of like, stop, stop. You can't, like if my phone starts going off, I start really fucking stressing out, you know, like if it's, it kept like turning off and I would turn it back on and it would turn off again. And that fucking stressed me out to the point where I was like, okay, my phone's telling me I need to go home. And then I realized I didn't have my wallet, so I couldn't get an Uber. So I was like, I just got to walk 45 minutes back to where I was staying in the morning sun. (sighs) I don't know. It's been a fucking scattershot week, man. I'm done. I got to, I got to bounce. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. I hope that some of it has been enjoyable. I hope I didn't bum you out with that crushing kittens underfoot thing. (laughs) (laughs) what a psycho Uh, Alex Edelman if you're listening be better (laughs) I'm not sorry I don't know man I didn't like your show whatever you don't give a fuck he's never gonna listen to this Um, thank you guys so much for listening if you've liked this fucking subscribe tell someone if you're listening and you like it fucking just tell one person that you know hey I like this podcast oh sick This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.